Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 310 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast is the longest-running recruiting education podcast in the world. Each week, you get 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future. Recently, I had the privilege of being interviewed on a podcast, an hour-early podcast, hosted by Aaron Womack, Jr. Aaron is a retired educator, an author, an entrepreneur, a podcaster, and a friend and teammate from back in college. The Hour Early Podcast, episode number 57, is named The Benefits of Being Honest with Yourself. I get to tell Aaron's audience about Recruit Me and the benefits of starting the recruiting process, starting your recruiting education early, and Aaron and I uncover, as he says, nuggets that you can use in both recruiting and in life. Go to anhourearlyllc.com and click on the show notes and listen to An Hour Early Podcast, episode number 57. This week's episode has the four things not to do in recruiting. So let's get started into each one. Number one of the four things not to do in recruiting is don't depend on someone else to get you recruited. I'll start this one by addressing the student athlete that wants to play their sport in college. You must engage. You, the student athlete, must not only start, but you need to drive through the whole process. You need to take care of your academics. Make grades important from the first day of high school. And from that first day of high school, you start your own recruiting journey. You start the journey by saying to yourself that you want to play your sport in college. Make a verbal contract with yourself. Remember, things can change throughout the process, but get yourself started early. By taking care of your academics, you can start out on the right foot. Start by laying down your parameters of what you want in a college experience. As a freshman, you may not know that yet. So use your sports travel to drive through college campuses and towns to develop your own wants and needs when you go away to college. You, the student athlete, start thinking about if you want to stay close to home or being four to five hours away from home or being an airplane flight away from home. Develop your list to include distance, the size of the campus, the size of the town, or the city. Start thinking about, not deciding, but again thinking about areas of study. You can start to analyze the levels of play so you can shoot for those as you mature. The earlier you, the student-athlete, get started on these personal lists, the more general they can be. Wide lists and adjustable lists are good for you your freshman and sophomore years in most cases. Late in your sophomore year and into your junior and senior year, you will need to narrow your list down and be more specific or by making a more decision-making list. Remember, nothing you list in your list are set in concrete. Parker, my older son, the one that just completed his four years of college baseball and undergrad school at Northwestern University, had his original parameters list including Division I, Division II, Division III colleges, and all of them were zero to five hours away, and he wanted to be a doctor. He ended up at an NCAA Division I Big Ten school that wasn't on any of his early lists, and he ended up nine hours away from home, and he ended up majoring in economics and wanting to get into investing. You, the student athlete, need to start your list and do the work and the research. 
Research the college degrees, the cost, the campus life, the local town or city. Research the coaches, the program, the facility, the perks you get, the conference, the travel, the schedule, the size of the rosters, the players at your position and their size, the year that the players ahead of you are in school, and whether the players come from high schools, junior college, or transfers regularly. Get the Athletic Scholarship 24-month Planner and Journal, written by RecruitMe's founder, John Fugler, to make it easier to keep all the researched information in one place. This book is only $19.99 on Amazon or by contacting me at brent at recruit-me.com. RecruitMe's philosophy is that college coaches want to hear from you, the student-athlete. They don't want to hear from your parents, and they don't want to hear from a generic contact from a recruiting service that's not personalized by you. Remember, you may be with this coach for four years, so they want to know you. Both of my sons sent emails and texts and, and eventually phone calls to college coaches. Parker's email to Northwestern turned into an unofficial visit the day after the pitching coach watched him pitch in a showcase in South Chicago. Parker had sent an email and invited the Northwestern coaches to his showcase, and the email included video, stats, and Parker's personal message to why he wanted to be a Wildcat at Northwestern. Sutton contacted the head coach and the assistant coach at Columbia College after his club coach suggested the Cougars as a good fit. You need to invite coaches to come and see you play. Ask a coach if you can come to his or her prospect or ID camp or showcase. If you show interest in them, then you have a better chance to get on their radar. I have mentioned in past episodes that most colleges don't know about you. They don't have the time or the budget or the travel to just sit and watch a tournament or a showcase and hope they find a player and an athlete that will fit their program. While you are scoring 30 points on court number 10, the coach may be at court 16 watching a player or players that invited him or her to watch. You can go three for four on field number one, and the coaches are on field six watching another pitcher. You might shoot a one over par, but the coaches didn't even know that there was a golf tournament that day. Don't depend on coaches to know about events that you are playing in. Send them invitations to come and see you play. Number two of the four things not to do in recruiting is don't try to take on the recruiting journey by yourself. Okay, did I just contradict myself? Well, no. I was just sincere on point number one by saying that you, the student athlete, don't need to depend on someone else to do all of your recruitment. This number two point is saying to reach out and get you a team to help you as you go through your journey. Ask your parents, guardian, relatives, coaches, get recruiting education resources, and other experienced athletes to help you. You, the student athlete, need to take the initiative to get people on your side. Your parent or parents or other relatives are important because they have a long-term investment interest in your next 4 to 40 years. They have invested and they will invest time, sweat, and money. And they have rode and will ride the roller coaster of not only your sports career, but your professional career and your future family career. Your family has the practical life experiences that they learned through their trials and errors as they matured in high school, in college, and in their work lives. Your family, even though you think they don't know anything, can and will give you valuable advice and guidance as you choose your college. Don't blow them off. Also, you, the student-athlete, need to get your high school coaches and your club coaches involved. Listen to episode 272 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Three hard things for a 16-year-old to do. It will help you get advice on getting your coaches involved. 
Your coaches can help you evaluate your skills, your eventual level of play, and help you make contacts and decisions off your school list. Remember, your school list is your choices of colleges that meet your parameters. Don't brush off suggestions from parents and coaches, but don't get pushed into places that you may not want to go if they don't meet your parameters. You, the student-athlete, must balance advice. Your coaches may have insights into coaches or programs that you don't know about. When Sutton met with his Marucci Midwest Club coaches, Sutton had a list of 15 schools that he and I had researched and targeted as good fits for him, both academically and athletically. By meeting with the club coaches, Sutton got advice on a few additional colleges. Actually, Columbia College, where he is going this fall, was a school that wasn't originally on Sutton's list. But it got on his list after it was suggested by his club coaches. And a few of his original list schools were crossed off from the club coaches' advice and experience with those schools or coaches. Not necessarily that the coaches or colleges were bad, but maybe just not a good fit for Sutton's style of play or personality. Another one or two schools were crossed off because of roster structure or because there might be an upcoming coaching change that we didn't know about. We listened and readjusted Sutton's list and found a good fit by getting three of the schools to make an offer to Sutton and then deciding on the best fit for Sutton. For what we think is a great fit for playing time, cost, facilities, distance from home, the campus life, the city atmosphere, and the academics. Sutton and our family used other athletes' past recruiting experience to learn from and from other families that had been through their recruiting service. Oh yeah, we learned a lot from Recruit-Me.com, too, and the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Full disclosure, we did not find Recruit Me until after Parker's recruitment was done and his national letter of intent was signed. Item number three of the don'ts of recruiting is don't wait until your junior or senior years of high school to start your recruiting process. So when do you start the process? Recruit Me promotes the recruiting process should start as you enter your freshman year of high school. Not everyone can do this, but that is the goal. Episodes 207 through 210 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast go through what to do each year of high school. By starting as you enter your freshman year, you, the student-athlete, can walk slowly through your research and your list that you are building so that you will be ready for the fast-paced junior and senior years. You don't have to cram all your research in your junior and senior years as you become more recruitable your junior year. You will have your pre-work done, and you will be more prepared to write your introductory emails, get your player profile ready, and prepare your questionnaire. You will be ready to pick the right camps, the right showcases, and the right tournaments based on your pre-work that you did early in high school. Remember, I always say if there are 100 student-athletes, there will be 100 different recruiting journeys. So not everyone's timing will be the same. But for most high school athletes, the summer before your junior year and the summer entering your senior year are the points that most athletes mature, get varsity playing time, and when colleges recruit most of their players. If you are in your junior and senior year, you can still get recruited, but starting earlier makes it easy as you have more on your plate later in high school. Academic rigor, workouts, practices, games, proms, driving, and many other time-eating activities are more prevalent later in high school. Use your freshman and sophomore years to scout colleges as you travel. Drive through campuses near your tournaments and take notes and pictures that will help you make a decision on one of those actual schools or help you formulate your opinions of what you want in a college experience. If you can, start your recruiting education early. If you can, share Recruit Me with other student-athletes and their families as they are entering or starting high school. Recruit Me is for any sport and any level of play. 
The number four don't of the four things not to do in recruiting is don't contact college coaches too early. You're thinking, come on, Brent, you just said don't wait until your junior or senior year of high school to start your recruiting, and now you're saying not to contact coaches too early. Well, let's unpack this. Do your research, your pre-work, early in high school. Then start contacting coaches when you are a physical prospect in your junior or senior years. Most high school student-athletes aren't physically mature enough, especially boys, their freshman and sophomore years of high school. Again, there are exceptions. Here's a good test. Go to 10 college websites and look at your sports roster. Look at the size of the players on that team. Look at who you will be competing against and with. Look at the size of the college freshmen versus the size of the college juniors and seniors. Check out their height and their weights. If height is an important factor in your sport, you may meet that height, but I bet as a freshman and sophomore in high school, you don't have the weight or the strength yet. In most high school sports, a junior and senior laden team will dominate an underclass field team. So sending emails, videos, or DMs to a college coach when you don't fit a stature profile can be a waste of time and can actually hurt you. Just like most of the times in life, a first impression is important. I've said it before, a college coach is probably not going to be looking for a 5'10", 145-pound athlete in most sports. The higher your dreams are, the more size plays a major factor in recruiting. Parker, my oldest son, was just that size, 5'10", 145 pounds, as a freshman. He was 5'11", 155 pounds in his sophomore year. By the end of his sophomore summer, he was throwing about 78 miles an hour and getting good varsity and future college baseball players out. We didn't send video and emails out until he started his junior year. And by the spring of his junior year, as he was coming out of a full basketball season, he was 6' tall and 160 pounds and throwing about 80 miles an hour. He had a really successful junior year and was the conference pitcher of the year and won eight games on the mound with zero losses. Now he could really start to send emails and videos to college coaches on a list that he had put together. Parker was a good NAIA Division III, Division II physical prospect, but a marginal NCAA Division I pitcher. He found a program that looked at him to develop and to gain weight and speed on his fastball. As Parker signed his Northwestern letter of intent in November of his senior year, he was 6'1 and 165 pounds. High school basketball kept him from gaining weight, but after one year of college, he was 6'1 and 195 pounds and had moved from an 83-mile-an-hour fastball to an 87-mile-an-hour fastball. He would eventually get up to 90 miles an hour as a junior and senior in college. A great resource to help you know when to actually contact college coaches is the Recruit Me player profile. You can get your template of the player profile at recruit-me.com by signing up for the free recruiting power pack or getting the Recruit Me 3.0 athletic scholarship system at recruit-me.com. The player profile requires you to have high-level information to send to college coaches. Information like your GPA, test scores, varsity and club coaches contacts, your physical information like height, weight, and sport-specific metrics like bench press, squat, dominant hand, speed in the 60-yard or 40-yard dash, a shuttle run time, standing broad jump distance, throwing velocity, hitting exit velocity, vertical jump, race times, or throwing distances are just some. When you can impressively fill out the boxes on the player profile, then you are ready to send your recruiting information to your list of coaches. As a side tip, take an ACT or SAT test your sophomore year. You may not be fully ready to get a good score, but you can learn from taking the test and then work on the key categories that you can improve on. Remember the first time you got to play against older players? 
you probably realize what you needed to improve on. If you do well on the test early, then you can relieve some pressure and have something to send when time is good. If you don't do so well, you have time to improve during your junior and senior years. Four things not to do in recruiting. I truly think these four don'ts stand on their own. Each has its own life, its own timing in your recruiting process. As you heard, these four don'ts turned into positive things that you can do to get recruited. Get a full step-by-step -step process to fill in all the items you need to get that athletic scholarship you want. Go to recruit-me.com and click on the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System tab to get more information and to get access to the Recruit Me 3.0 system. This week's episode was recorded on the road. Sutton, my youngest son, class of 2022, played in his last travel baseball tournament in his career and our last as a family. His Marucci Midwest Victus team won the Super 18 Championship at Creekside Baseball in the Kansas City area. The team played seven games in five days, with temperatures reaching up to 100 degrees on most days. I'm super proud of Sutton and his teammates for this weekend, and also for all their years of work in school and in baseball. All of the kids on the team are going to play college baseball and continue their education. Thank you for listening, and catch next week's The Athletic Scholarship Podcast on your favorite podcast app or at recruit-me.com.